Welcome to the 37th episode of The Gentleman's Breakfast. It's good to be back. Yeah, you had a little Asia tour, huh? Back on American soil. That was pretty exciting. But where I'd like to start our morning off is not in Asia, but right here at home. Because we didn't have a chance to talk after our last outing from my trip back home. Luckily, I showed up early to clean out the studio. There was remnants of a Big Mac. Uh, yeah, I slammed uh, $25 worth of Uber Eats McDonald's last you night. You Uber Eats it? Yeah, they, they, they deliver it now. It's a real problem. I'm not, look, I'm not proud of it. I did, and it took Were an hour. Were the fries fresh? It took an hour to get here. I had to call them twice. Uh, <laughs> an hour? You waited an hour for cold McDonald's? Uh, no, it wasn't cold. It was enough. It was enough. Uh, what's really scary, too, is they serve breakfast all day, so you can get a mix of lunch and breakfast <laughs> menus all together there. And uh, it's not a great look, but look, let's, moving right along. So I've got a lot of notes on old content, and I'll be fucked if I'm going to lose that. So even though I've just returned from Asia, we're going to talk about Texas for a little while. And yeah, sure. That. All right. So one, love Texas. Yeah. So one of the first things that I noted when I was in Texas is, you know, I'm sitting there late at night with my parents. We're sitting in the living room, and it's just, welcome back to network TV, bud. <laughs> oh, I can't even imagine. I, they watch a lot of network TV. You're watching actual television, which we never fucking do. And it didn't even occur to me how bonkers TV is now until I saw an ad. It was Rachel Ray advertising dog biscuits. And she's selling them with all the gusto that she would have... Uh, fresh lasagna, you know, recipe that she had for a person that she was, you know, shooting on the Food Network, except she's selling it to, like, some fucking terrier, right? It's a pretty interesting point, though, that you bring it up, is we don't, our generation doesn't watch network television at all. Mm -hmm, So, -hmm. like, that's just a whole thing that we're missing about our country or what... My God, there's all kinds of shit going on there. Then, after that ad, what I saw was what my parents were actually watching, which is... National treasure and American icon Jamie Foxx hosting a fucking game show that is sponsored by the app Shazam. Shazam's still alive? Yeah. Apparently Shazam is still around. And what they do is they have, you know, a couple people on the show. And they play the first, like, ten seconds of a song. And you have to hit the button. It's called, like, Beat Shazam or something, right? You hit the button, and then you have to guess what the song is. Well, that's kind of cool. It's a good concept, but it's hosted by fucking Jamie Foxx, who's like... Talented. An Oscar nominee, right? He's talented, yeah. uh, It's fucked up seeing him do that. And right after that was uh, another game show hosted by a guy whose name I can't remember, and I'm not going to try to dig it up here. But it's a guy that we would all recognize, and it's sponsored by Candy Crush. And these people basically play Candy Crush on a giant screen in extreme circumstances. Fucking sad. People watch this? Yes. My parents changed the channel at that point. Even they drew the line there. But people watch other people play Candy Crush on a giant screen. Yeah. Primetime television. Yeah. So that's Texas. Anything else from Texas? Uh, Yeah. So uh, I was there for like, I don't know, four or five nights because I I wanted to get some quality time in, which I, QT, which I don't do very often. So one of the nights, because uh, my parents were paying for everything, I was like, look, you know, I'll just let me get dinner one night. So where we go out to is... Do you think it's just like... I'm sorry, I'm going to interject yeah, here. Yeah. Do you think that's like like a dad thing? It's like, my dad is the same way. Like, would your mom let you pay for dinner if your dad wasn't there? Oh, my dad will let me get the wallet out anytime that I want to. It's with the two of them conspiring together that will prevent it. 
So it's more your mom. You're yeah, but all the time my dad's just like, no, 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 you can pay for whatever you want to. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, so I'm like, look, you know, we're gonna go out to dinner one night and just let me let me pick it up. So we're in a nice part of town, and what we go to, so it's a restaurant that I could only describe as being like, I don't know, there's not really an equivalent here. But it, it, anyway, it's very nice inside. It's very well lit. It almost looks like a library or something. There's bookshelves on the walls and such. Mm-hmm. The food is okay, and they serve big beers. And I'm looking around, and it's like 15 minutes in, and I finally turn to my parents and say to them, you guys realize this is just a modern fucking Hooters, right? <laughs> because... Is it just your parents and you? Or yeah, just no, it's just my parents and I. And the place is massively overstaffed. And it's all 18 to 25-year-old females that are... They're all wearing all black. And they're all Type fucking bodies. smoke shows. Yeah, yeah. Which, in general, in Texas, a lot of times you're not going to notice because all the women in Texas are drop-dead gorgeous. But I look around for a while. Nancy didn't even pick up on this? I noticed there are women just like, they're just like, like wingering at the tables, having conversations for longer than a waitress should have. It might not even be their table, and they're having conversations What's the place at the tables. Uh, I forget. It, apparently, it's some kind of Canadian chain. Mm. Uh, I don't remember the name of it. I'll have to, I'll have to look it up after. Um, but yeah, I pointed this out to my parents, and they're like, yeah, I guess it is. And it didn't really bother them all that much. They're like, man, the food here is good. They make good queso. I don't really care. <laughs> so it's, you just reminded me of a story. So I went home. Uh, Mallory met my uh, my mother. Had already met my father. Had already spent two weeks. But my dad is very particular about where he eats and what time he eats. Okay. So there's really only two places within like a 30-mile vicinity that you want to go to. Are we talking like Bluebird Special kind of specific? Or he just he just likes to eat at certain times of the day? So, yeah, so this is at probably like 4 o'clock. I agree to meet him at 4 o'clock on a Friday. Okay. And there's this one very New England place. It's called the Old Mill. The structure's probably from the 1800s. I like that name. There's like, you can feed ducks. It's beautiful. You can feed like, ducks? There's a pond. There's like a little waterfall. There's a drawbridge. It's really okay. pretty. The food is... There's a lot to like about this place. Food is hot garbage. Yeah. Hot, hot Yeah, you hot wouldn't garbage. expect a place like that to have great food. But your so, dad likes it? My dad likes it because my dad had five children. He's a bargain shopper. <laughs> yeah. So I tell him 4 o'clock. I show up about 4.20. And my siblings and I get great passion videotaping him eat. Okay. Because he attacks. Yeah. So we show up about 15 minutes late. And he was eating like peanuts or nuts or whatever they gave. But they give you complimentary corn fritters and pecan rolls. Ooh, nice. They come out. They hit the table. And I go, Mallory, watch this. And he waited till we got there. So he'd been waiting 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. He attacks him. Fredder's down. Pecan rolls down. Immediately orders a second basket of both. Well, they're free. You might as well. It's like, while he's... Hey, Mario, you got one of those pecan rolls? Like, just devouring. I didn't even touch it. I just sat back and watched. And then he packed the pecan rolls and the corn fritters. No. To go home. The no. second basket. The oh, it's a, it's a pro move. He does it all the time. And then while he's devouring, he goes, yeah, I haven't eaten breads in a month. I've been real trim. You know, how many miles I walked today? That was that was a real highlight for me. And then as soon as a, upon ordering the food and I took the first bite, I was like, God, food still sucks. That is highly questionable. No, so Modern Hooters actually has some pretty decent food. I got to tell you. Yeah. Um, 
that's part of why I put up with it. Speaking of American chains, as I was prepping to go to Asia, so I decided kind of last minute that I was going to go. And I called up American Airlines and I said, I would like a business class award miles flight on Cathay Pacific to Bangkok because you can't book that online for whatever reason. So the woman's like, okay, well, the only one that I've got in the next like six days is tonight at 12.50 a.m. So I'm like, okay. So that's when I texted you. I'm like, going to fucking Bangkok tonight. How cheap was that flight? Uh, it cost me 35 American dollars and 70,000 miles. Um, so pretty good deal. It's a $4,000 plane ticket. Mm. Um, but what I realized is that all of the clothes that I own are at the laundry place next door. And they're not due back for like three days. So I get hop in the car, <clears throat> drive downtown, go to an old Navy. How are we not going into that place more? It's cheap. It is the same shit that's at the Gap. Gap, yeah. Or same anywhere else. It is the exact same shit. Yeah. You're buying shirts for like $3. It's a crime. It is, it is pretty amazing. Like I think... Banana Republic is slightly better quality, but maybe I'm just lying to myself because I know it's made in the same factories. So you got fitted at Old Navy. I got kitted out at Old Navy. I got a backpack at North Face. Here's the real kicker, though. Everyone's transitioning over to their, like, fall line, so there are no shorts for sale anywhere. Anywhere. Right? Clearance rack? Even the clearance... Well, the clearance rack, they didn't have the right sizes for big big hoss here. (laughs) (laughs) But believe me, I checked it. There's still so, 36 30s floating around. No, no. So I end up uh, downtown and I'm like digging around. I'm like, I got to get some fucking shorts because it is going to be hot. So you're downtown, like, what, Fourth and Market downtown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, it is going to be hot as balls out there. I've got to have some fucking shorts. So I end up going into a Ross. Are you talking about the one on Fourth and Market? Yes. The so one for on those Market. who have never been to San Francisco, you want to see some interesting cats. You go into a fucking Ross if on you a go, Wednesday night. If you go into... So to give you context, downtown San Francisco on Market Street is where all the homeless and crazy people... It's a yard sale. ...just wander around. Guy hocked a lo- tried to hock a loogie on my shoulder while I was walking out of there. That place has a security guard yeah, on 24-7. No, not just one. They have one at the end of every... It plays four stories tall. And there's one at the top of every escalator. It's one of the only places I've been to where the loss prevention people on their shirt, it just says loss prevention. <laughs> it doesn't say like security guard or anything else. They what are very clearly walk in there, not there for your safety. Because I figured there's a place I could find shorts. Because I literally went to four places that weren't selling shorts. I went to a Gap. I went to a Banana Republic. I went to Levi's. Uh, I went to Old Navy. None of them were selling shorts because they've already rotated them out. But I went in the Ross, and let me tell you, they got some stuff in there? I had shorts for the big guy there. Uh, there's a few things I'd like to highlight that happened in the past. Uh, nobody cares about fantasy football. Right? We, we can agree like how you lose or whatever. Well, I'm 4-0, so go fuck yourself, but fine. Nobody cares about anyone's team, right? That's not good. Yeah, sure. Good content. You're a fucking bully on draft night. <laughs> you just swing your big fucking dick all over the place. Walking up and down Every the pick you go, holy shit, how did you pick him? And you just like belittling everybody in the room. And you know, what I, you know what I thought to myself? I'm like, if I do one thing in this league, it's make sure your dumbass doesn't win. Once I ran out of auction dollars, I realized that the only currency that I had left was my mouth. 
so I was trying to talk up players and such. But here's the deal, my man. I am undefeated in that league, one. Nobody fucking cares. Nobody cares about your fantasy football. Two, I am still ahead in our bet that old man Larry Fitz beats Terrell Pryor. Again, that is true, but nobody cares. We're going to jump to another topic. You had, uh, you've had some success with uh, uh, the Dayton field recently. I call it mixed success. Mixed success. Ups and downs, peaks and valleys. I got a question for you. What's a yappy hour? <laughs> you explain that to me that? Explain to me what yeah, a yappy uh, hour is. Apparently it's where people who have dogs, they schedule something online and they all meet up in a park. Might drink a glass of Chardonnay. Have you been to one and before? And your, you know, Yorkshire Terrier hangs out with a lab that they wouldn't normally hang out with. They snip each other's butts. You have a glass of the Chard. Have you been to one? And you hit the bricks. Uh, yeah, yeah, I went to one. That's interesting. Would you would you classify that as pumpkin patching? Straight up. There's no way around it. What else would you call it? I found that interesting. And learning about your game through the grapevine Secondhand. is pretty good. How would you rate it? Strong or weak? Sending pictures of your family puppy to girl? Smooth. Obviously. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. I just I just found it interesting. For, well, as I'm a, nothing if not strategic when I'm in there, sometimes to a fault. Because, um, yeah, I can get in deep. That's little, really pulling at the heartstrings quick. But, I don't know. I, we should move on from that. I was in Asia. <laughs> uh, one of my friends made a good comment to me. Where he was, he was talking to someone he hadn't spoken to in a while, and I go, "Man, I feel like I'm asking a lot of questions, like Seamus level question." And he goes, "Do you ever get insecure about asking a lot of questions?" <laughs> yes, do that. Yeah, I was like, "No, I, I just think it's natural because I'll see when people get tired of me asking questions." It depends on what you're doing. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's just kind of feels like you're trying too hard. You know. Uh, so, obviously, went on the first inaugural trip with the girlfriend to. Europe first international voyage and this Oh, is, that's right. We haven't talked about that either. This is a make or break when you bring somebody international. Long-term travel, it's when you know if a friendship or a relationship in general. Is even I, even one of my very good friends sink now. Sink or swim really. I traveled them internationally. <laughs> won't do it again. Yeah. Just terribly international. Would you never gotta, be international friends. You got to be prepared to handle some adversity. You got to be prepared to know, okay, the next 35 minutes are going to suck dick. Everyone knows that, right? There's yeah. no need to talk about it anymore. There's no need to complain about it anymore. So, we all know that's going to suck dick. She handled it pretty well. Overall, I'd give her like an A-. Like, did very, very well first that's time. Good. I was expecting like B-, C+, right? I was yeah. expecting a couple Whopper freakouts, whatever. Yeah. My favorite is we're doing the flight. So she's never been on a flight that's more than five or six hours. And it was a pretty smooth flight, right? We flew to Boston, then we flew to Lisbon. So it was broken up six right. hours, six hours. So we get on the second flight from Boston to Lisbon, and they start serving wine. Mm-hmm. Like, but they're going to serve me wine. I go, yeah, yeah, yeah complimentary, continental flight. They give you wine. It's a pretty short flight, too, though, right? What, like eight hours? It's not even. It's like five or six. It's quick. Oh, yeah. It's like flying to New York. Yeah. So it's like flying to London. It's quick. Anywho, they serve a couple glasses. They turn the lights off. They come yeah. back on. She keeps asking for glasses. Yeah. They, you know, they keep giving her, and then at one point they're like, keeps hitting the little bell there. They start serving breakfast. Yeah, yeah. and they have coffee. And water. They do that for you, land. Yeah. And then so she's like, "Oh, uh, can I have a glass of red?" They're like, 
and they're like, you know, they're speaking in English, not their first. Oh, sorry, we're serving breakfast. And she goes, so I'm not going to get any more wine, red wine. I found that pretty pretty entertaining. Yeah, they cut you off at a point. Uh, they served breakfast when I was flying back, despite the fact that it was 11 p.m. local time. Uh, my body was pretty confused by that, eating some eggs and then trying to go to bed. But you, you know what's something so. I really don't understand? Is how anyone traveled before GPS prior uh, with without speaking the language? How anyone traveled anywhere with you didn't speak the language and got around? No, you didn't figure it out. It's, that's fucking bullshit. How did people get around the U.S. without GPS? I remember I was in fucking okay, did you, did, Florence, which is a goddamn labyrinth. From built in the 14th, 13th or 14th century, and I had a goddamn flip phone. Yeah, but were you driving really or were you walking? I was walking, yeah. Okay, so if you're driving in a city you've never been in, and you're reading signs that are in another language that were built in the 14th century... I spent a week driving through Laos. Did you have GPS? No. You guys used the map in Laos. Okay, here's what you should understand about Laos. There's really only one road. <laughs> so, so I mean, there we go. <laughs> it's it's 13 north from Wong Prabang, which is a preposterous city name, and they're more of a town really. There's a, they don't really have cities, uh, and you get on that fucker going north, and that's it. And yeah, and then they're like, "There's the village. You make a left. Well, There's the other village. You make a right." You're on a road that is at most 10 feet wide, and it's you and other cars that are going fast. Mopeds, cows, goats, yeah. all manner of livestock, children running around. You're making aggressive passes the whole time. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, randomly, the road will just cut out and it'll just be dirt for like 100 yards. Yeah, so your your trip was a little different. Where It was quite a bit different. When I got, I landed in Lisbon, and if we didn't have the GPS, I wouldn't have got out of the freaking rotary right near the airport. Because I'm reading signs. I mean, these signs are smaller than my hand saying, hey, this is the street. So by the time we got to Porto... Yeah. I'm looking at things that are I'm stressed. I'm like, I can't find. Them. I'm like, where do I park? Oh, mm-hmm. you park on this. There's street. no normal street signs. They're all like up on the side of buildings. I'll tell you what. You know who's, who's running a really it's good racket? Airbnb. Those yep. people are running a great racket. And In what the, way is it a racket? Well, first of all, the people that host you go out of their way to make sure everything goes right. Right. I had one Which guy is awkward a lot of time. flag us down in the middle of the street. We're driving in Salamanca. We're driving, and he goes, "Great Salamanca sound effects." He goes, "Let me know this make of your car." Let me tell him the make of our car license plate. I kid you not, I missed the turn. It's like downtown. It's a yard sale. There's people everywhere. Some events going on. Remember that movie Breakpoint, where the Spanish president gets shot? Fuck no, from like six different vantage points. Oh, it's filmed in Salamanca in that square. There's a million people in side streets. Missed the first turn. I'm looping back out. I'm like, gosh, I'm stressed. I've driven like four hours. I drove the whole time. Sure. Gosh. And then I just see some random like bald guy be like, gotcha. And he just grabs us, just walks in front of her car. He was just like sitting at a cafe waiting for us, knowing where we would come from. Airbnb here, bud. Great service. And he must have showed us how to put the key in the in the lock three or four times. I hate when people teach me how to unlock It was embarrassing because I know many Americans before me had some tricky made vital mistakes. I'm sure. Called Uh, them up, couldn't get in. Uh but overall the trip went well, almost too well. Uh the only flare up was at the end. Uh I figured she was gonna get tired of me. Okay. Uh we were flying back and she has a lot of energy at this point. More energy than me. And she grabs a chip on the flight and just smashes it in my back and, like, down my shirt. 
Intentionally? Yes. <laughs> and I go, you're trying to see me get violent, or I'm confused at what you're trying to do? And she's like, I don't know who else I'm going to do this with. I go, you're just sampling smashing chips on my back and seeing how I react. On a long-distance flight. On a long-distance flight. Not a good idea. And I was like, I wouldn't do that to you. Do it again, I'm going to break your wrist. You know, I've played a lot of games, but... Chip Smasher 2000, we have not played. Oh, the wor- so the best was, I really appreciate how charmed my life is. I never have to drive a car ever, right? The only time I drive a car is if I steal your car, I go to the golf course. Yeah. So I drove, I drove those two weeks in Spain and Portugal more than I've driven in the past five, five sure. years. Sure, you're generally a freeloading son of a bitch. Yeah, that's, that's my MO. Okay. So I go to the gas station to fill up right before we drop the car off. We're going to stay in Lisbon. Oh, you're going to like this story. It's pretty yeah. good. So this is the last night. We'd, we'd driven probably like five hours. We get right before the airport. I got to drop the car off, and then we're going to stay in the Airbnb right near the hotel in Lisbon. As opposed right to near like, the airport. As opposed to, yeah, as opposed yeah. to downtown. Yeah. So we drop the car off. Or I'm filling up the gas, and I go pay for it inside. And then I grab the handle and it's not working. So in, in Portugal, there's like 95 plus and there's like 95 premium or something. Sure. I grabbed the wrong handle. I said it wasn't working. Then I had to go in like broken English, Spanish, Portuguese, whatever. Yeah, words. speak Spanish, yeah. Correct. <laughs> so I'm throwing whatever word I, I can throw at him. And this like middle-aged woman has to go out and point to me that I had grabbed the wrong handle with gas. Okay. And that it was actually queued up. Fair enough. So that was slightly embarrassing. So then we dropped the car off. And I was like, okay, now we got to grab a taxi to our place. Oh, you parked your car. Oh, you dropped, dropped your car it. at the airport. Because we're flying out the next morning. Got it. And okay. I don't want to like deal with Lisbon. I'm like, we're just going to stay right near the airport. Sure. A mile and a half away. Okay. Again, broken English to the taxi guy. Wait about 40 minutes in the taxi line to get the taxi. Oh, God. Guy goes, I don't know where this is. I go, it's a mile and a half from here. How the hell do you not know where this is, right? Right. He speaks no English. Most people speak a little bit of English, right? Also my problem in their country. Sure. He drops us off at the wrong house, the wrong street. (laughs) Okay. So we just knock on the door. The gentleman's like, oh, you're in the wrong part of the neighborhood. Drives us across town. Just some random stranger. Just throws you in his car. Throws you in his car. Really nice guy, gentleman. Drops us off. Didn't, you know. So then we're, we're, we're in, like, obviously not the desired part of Lisbon. Yeah, you're near the airport. Near the airport isn't And this guy on Airbnb, I give him more credit. He advertised it well. It's like third floor, help yourself, first floor kitchen, do what you want. I'm staying in the guy's parents' house. I'm staying in his childhood home. He's got Pokemon, video games, all are, of it. Are in his, his parents there? His parents are there. <laughs> I didn't figure that out, so I, uh, we have a couple yeah, bottles. He's renting out his bedroom from back home. With his parents. Yeah, he's like living in London, so I like pop a bottle of wine and run up and like I felt like I was sneaking booze, drinking in the attic. How much did you pay for this place? Oh cheap. <laughs> Forty bucks. Do you <laughs> And I give her credit, not too many not too many girls would have handled that. For thirty five dollars in Lao, I stayed in a freestanding cottage on the riverside of the Mekong with AC, with a balcony. Uh, wanted for nothing. I gotta, it's, it's a different place. I gotta get to Lao. I mean, let's... Uh, You're off the fucking grid, let me tell you. I didn't take a solid shit for two weeks. Uh, now, granted, I, I, I never shit my pants. I didn't have any emergencies or anything like that. But there were quite a few times. So, 
when we were driving, where we drove to up north with this truck, a town called Nongkiao, not that that fucking matters or means anything to people. Yeah. Uh, we load up, we rented a boat and had the boat take us up north to another town upriver that you can only really get to, you know, by taking the river. And we spent a night up there, like, you know, ran around the village or whatever, terrified some villagers. And then we came back down and we load up the car and we're going <clears> to <throat> drive back to an approximation of civilization in Laos. And there were these two backpacker chicks that we had met like a night or two before. And they had taken this van up north to that town. And they're like, oh, it was miserable. The guy claimed the AC wasn't working and there were two chickens in the car. <laughs> so we're like, well, look, like we're driving back on this day. Like if you want to sit in the backseat, you're more than welcome to. But just so you know, we're going to be driving fast. And if we hit a child, we're not stopping. But you're in a rental car? Rental car. It's a stick shift like Mazda pickup. Thank God it was four wheel drive. Yeah, thank God it's out of some jams. But uh, we load the thing up morning of, and I'm supposed to drive the first leg, and I'm going to pull out of town. And before I pull out of town, I just pull the car over and stop and pull the e brake. And I look at my buddy, and I'm like, I'll be right back. <laughs> back. You had to shit that bad? Get out of the car and then run full speed down the street to a bar that we had been to a couple times. In this town. So they're all just sitting there in the car and they just like. Wait, so give me the kind of. Who's in the backseat again? Two backpacker chicks that we had met at a bar there like two or three nights before. Any sexual tension? Mm, not really. No. One of them was married. Uh, the other one made out with my buddy uh, yeah. when we were back in civilization. civilization. Oh, you can't indicate to your buddy that I gotta drop some serious heat, but he knows what you're doing. Yeah, he said that I've never looked more concerned. When I looked him in the eye Pencil and face. said that I was going to be back in a minute and then ran full speed while they sat there and then, you know, sauntered my way on back and was fine and then drove the three hours back to town. Uh, it was a great time. We, uh, were, we were operating out of Wong Prabong, which is a preposterous town name. That is strange. Any other highlights from the trip? From Asia? Uh, I learned how much to not trust white people. Uh, you see oh, another. You realize there's the guys that. The, I'm glad another, you said this. The you pe- see another white person in Southeast Asia. I don't scumbag. Fucking, I don't scumbag. I don't fucking trust you, guy. And I'm not making eye contact with you. I don't care. They also they all dress like common street trash. This is mostly white people that are not coming from the U.S. It's a lot of Australians, <laughs> a lot of British. Uh, not from the best parts of town, wherever they're from, and they're all wearing like. Affliction t-shirts. Yeah, Pumas. Oakley sunglasses. Spiked up hair. Every single fucking one of them. And have, you, have you ever been to Amsterdam? Like, I don't fucking trust them. Have you ever been to Amsterdam? No. Going to Amsterdam, it's the perfect microcosm because everybody goes there. But you can you can just label people. Oh, that's an Italian, right? Oh, that, that guy's a Spaniard, right? I believe when you use in that context, you're required to pronounce it Italian. Yeah, but you can just tell like, oh, you wear this clothes, like... It's exactly what you ran into, probably in Laos. Yeah, it's some dude that's going to have sex with a nine-year-old Thai boy, right? And you know that he's going to do that, and he knows that he's going to do that. You make eye contact, and it's fucking awkward. I, I, I was very happy for you. You know, we didn't speak while you were gone. But you shared your Google share drive and were showing me photos. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the photo stream. I've never seen so many photos where you're ear, uh, ear-to-ear smiling. 
just a happy person. You, I don't smile that much. You know that. I mean, we don't have to get into it. There were a couple photos where I was like, oh, this is a beautiful landscape. And I'm like, oh, there's Jake's fat face. <laughs> I would have just liked the landscape. Yeah. Uh, I didn't put my face into too many. I mean, most of them are just, you know, landscapes. But look, if you don't have anything else major, I think it's time to get into the report card here. Uh, I got one other thing. Okay. So we hired two new people in my office. So to give you context, there's only six people in my office. We hired two more new people. I get back from vacation. One of the persons is really interested in meeting me and talking to me. Mm-hmm. So next to my desk is a couch that like directly faces me. Okay, that's kind of awkward. Do people sit on the couch? Or yeah, yeah, you can sit on the couch. Kind of looking right at you? If we need to chat, somebody just sits there, whatever. The guy comes over, he's like, hey man, how you doing? How was your trip? I'm like, cool. Haven't met the guy. He started when I was on vacation. Like, yeah, 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 it was good. Whatever, yeah, it was good. Sure. And he goes, well, yeah, I want to get to know you. So he sits down and he's like, so tell me, a little, tell me I, a little bit about yourself. I don't know that I've ever had anyone say to me in my life, I want to get to know you. That's just kind of something you try to naturally do. Pump the brakes there, pal. Well, it's, it gets better. So I'm like, I talk to him a little bit. And like, he's like sitting there just like locked in on me. And I go, okay. So Did you ask guy, him to leave? No, no, no. I mean, it's a lot of it is like, Eight people or six people in an office, you have to get along. Like, Yeah, there's nothing better than shooting new people in the pills, though, because you can get away with it. You can just be like, I'll talk to you later, bud. <laughs> you can go back to your desk. So I realize he's kind of a special guy, right? I'm like, okay, talk to him. So his boss is out, his, his boss is not there, so he has really nothing to do, training, first two weeks, nothing's going on. Yeah. So the balls in this guy, he decides that he doesn't really need to work that much. So at 11 o'clock, he starts, like, chatting up the guy that runs our company, being like, hey, uh, you ever do, like, float meditations? Oh, my God. And my boss is like, no, what's that? So he, like, starts explaining to me, like, how you just float in salt water and... Just fucking brought that up cold. Brought that up cold. So then at, like, 11 o'clock the next day, he's We've like... shown that guy the door immediately. He goes, yeah, uh, I'm going to do a float meditation and then just crush the fucking afternoon. See you guys in a bit. And he walks out, and he's gone for like two and a half hours. What does that even mean? God. This guy's going to give me content. Oh, I can man. already see it. There, we have some over-unders when he's going to last till. If I'm out at the bar with this guy, I'm going to poke him in the eye. I want you to know that. I'm going to make sure you don't meet him. I might crush a chip on his back. And just, see <laughs> just see how he reacts. Let's, let's, let's parlay into the report, Greg. Ah, let's get into the report. Yeah, scale for us. Uh, well, I was gonna say types of airplanes because it's Fleet Week, but no, I don't know airplanes. We can't talk but... about airplanes anymore. I'm gonna rate you on NFL teams. No, because you know that I also don't know shit about that. I'm gonna rate you on places in Asia. I think okay. it's a natural transition for us. I can us. do that. Yeah, that's good. And you can make it a country, you can make it a town, you can, whatever, a region, whatever you want. What I'm going to rate you is a Nongkiao. Okay. Nongkiao, it's right on the river, it's very pretty. There's some okay food there, but not great. You're mostly just like amidst townsfolk. You always feel like, when you're, at, when you're at a bar, you're like in someone's fucking kitchen. But everyone there is super nice. So on the surface, it's just like... Nice, welcoming people. You're like, I'm having a good time. But there's tension under the surface. First of all, I have never consumed 
so many things that have lemongrass and mint in it in my entire life. And I don't know if that doesn't agree with my stomach or not. I just know that there were a preposterous number of times where I was eating a bowl of soup and you're looking in the soup and you're just like half the solid things in this soup you can't eat because it's like bark and shit. Uh, and naturally, that leads to a situation where you have to sprint out of your Mazda BT-50 toward what looks like some kind of help to shit, right? Mm-hmm. And they don't really have Western toilets in Nongkiao. Mm. Nongkiao so, is Lao, right? It's in Lao. So, on the surface, super nice people, pretty good f- food, pretty view by the river. Underneath it, for me at least, constant tension. When, when am I going to shit? Where am I going to shit? And I, am I going to have to squat? And how much, about, how much am I going to sweat while I'm shitting? Do I so make you sweat? I get back. Do I give you constant tension? I think I'm a pretty easy person to be around. Look, in the context of this rating you do, I don't think that you I'm glad you said well. Because I've been around Southeast Asia a little bit. Yeah. Have no. you ever been to Singapore? No, I've never been to Singapore. You are Singapore. <laughs> yeah. I think... Uptight as fuck. Here's the best thing about Singapore. You go to Singapore, you get in there. Beautiful city. Well run. Like GE. Well oiled machine. The best subway system I've ever seen. Okay. It is the second busiest port in the world. It's a tiny little island. Yeah. It has no business having that much revenue and what it is. Right. You You spend more than a few days there. Everybody loves Singapore. You spend a few more days there. Everybody's nice, you speak English, you get around, everything works well. Then it's just like hot, sticky, uncomfortable. On surface, it it's like it's like read, it is so hot in Asia. It's like reading a resume. Like, hey, look at this guy checks. Oh man, this this person's amazing. Yeah. Then you hang out with them, you're like Guess kind of vanilla. Kind of vanilla. Singapore. Jake, Singapore. Is that me? Not vanilla, it's just not what it's cracked up to be, right? If I if you give me a few days in Asia, I'm going to Hong Kong, I'm going to the Philippines, I'm going to Thailand, I'm going like to we, Japan. Wow. I'm go- yeah, Lao. I right? feel like we gave each other inappropriate ratings. What do you mean? Mm, but, you know, they they worked for us at the time. So I'm going to allow it. I mean, all, all that I'm trying to say is I hope I'm not Singapore. <laughs> Room for improvement. I guess... And on that note, till next time. We'll see you next time. Thank you, guys.